Imagine building a company that is on the cutting edge of science and on the way we manage medicine and disease. I mean, the mission is phenomenal, but how do you build a culture that will bring the right team of people in to accomplish such a big mission? We're going to talk today to Tim Liu, the co-founder and CEO of Senti Biosciences, about how he's done it. Tim Liu, welcome to How I Turned the Corner. Thanks, Kendra. Thanks for having me. So you have one of the most diverse backgrounds uh, that I've met so far in my journey here with this podcast. So as I understand it, you have a background in computer science, um, bioengineering, and on top of that, you're a phenomenal leader. I will declare that. That's not necessarily on your profile because most people don't talk to them about themselves that way. But you're on this mission to create this whole new generation of smarter medicine that will kind of outmaneuver the complex diseases in a way that has never really been done before. So while balancing this huge mission, you're also building this incredible culture. So what was it like in the early days of Senti? How did you get going with this business? Yeah, so just as a bit of background, I started my career actually as a professor um, at MIT. Uh, this is where the technology behind Senti actually grew out from. And basically what we had developed along with some of our other colleagues and co-founders of, of the company are basically ways of programming living cells as medicines. And we think this can really overcome a lot of the current limitations of the types of drugs we take today, which go into the body, go out, and are kind of you know static or quite simplistic in their function. And so as you mentioned, you know, really at the core of what we're doing at Senti is to try to create living medicines based on you know our own cells and have those cells actually you know go throughout the body, hunt down disease and treat the disease in a much more targeted and controlled way. This is a pretty daunting and and uh, sort of challenging thing to bring to fruition. It requires a very concerted effort between you know science, people who know how to engineer cells, program biology, etc, but also work really close hand in hand with folks who can take these products, make the products, manufacture them, take them into the clinic for trials, execute those trials and and hopefully be successful in, in that way. And so from the beginning, when we started Senti, uh, we've always recognized that we actually need a team with diverse expertise. Um, this wasn't going to be a company that was, was going to be solved with just a few people in a narrow set of, uh, of capabilities, but people who span the entire life cycle of bringing a new drug to the market and all the challenges that need to be overcome throughout that process. So I think first and foremost, when we started Senti um, back in 2016, with a small group of, of, of people. Um, we really focused the, the culture of the company on teamwork, um, trying to build something that would be transformative and built to last, and then ultimately focused on the science and the ultimate um, beneficiaries, which are the patients we're trying to help. And I think that has helped us along the way build a culture where people come into the company quite aligned um, with the mission um, of trying to treat diseases where we don't have you know, drugs available today. Um, to effectively um, combat those illnesses. And then a really, you know, sort of unified vision on leveraging sort of the novel science that we're building at Senti to try to tackle those issues. Mm -hmm. So on your website, you have a great page. Your hiring page is amazing because you really talk about the culture on the page and you've got your mission and your values. And then you even have videos of some of the, you know, testimonials from some of your employees. Um, how has that worked for you from a hiring and recruiting process? Do you have any insight into that? 
Yeah, no, I think first of all, much credit to the Senti team and, and the people function within the company to ensure that we can really showcase the culture externally. Uh, but I think from the beginning, we really recognized that it was going to be the people that we brought in early on that would help set the culture and also propagate that culture. Uh, so I, I started Senti together with uh, my found co-founder, Philip Lee. We were classmates 20 years ago at MIT together. And I think in part sort of that closeness and that trust that we had in each other was really helpful from the beginning. And I think the first few people we brought into the company were really in that mold. We wanted to find people who believed in the long-term mission and would basically become evangelists for what we were trying to do here. And unfortunately, that that culture has continued to permeate. I think we have found that um, you know scientists and engineers and people on the GNA side, every, everyone throughout the organization, if they're passionate and excited about what we're doing internally, uh, they can actually be the best ambassadors for recruiting new talent into the company. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I've, I've noticed over the years that a lot of there's a perception in especially bioscience and really heavy engineering companies that they don't believe culture is important. And I think that's one of the things that really differentiates you is because you do recognize that it's important. But I think it's because in general, unfortunately, I think engineers have been kind of overlooked often <laughs> as people who do desire and want a great culture too. So I think it's just one of those really neat things that you've done to really set yourself apart from other organizations, just based on my experience working with other bioscience companies who often just kind of treat it as a flippant thing, but you seem really <laughs> intentional with it. And I think part of that was, you know, um, a less lessons learned, you know, in academia where I started my own career, you know, things tend to be more of, you know, bone wolf style, right? You know, there's a very clear credit system you get if you publish a paper and you're that first author and you get all the majority of the credit for doing that. And I think that culture sometimes permeates into industry, unfortunately, sometimes. Um, I think at Senti, what we realized early on is what we were trying to do was not turnkey. It was not simple. There was not a pre-trodden path. And so we had to create um, sort of new ways of of doing the science and bringing it forward. And that was necessarily going to require team-based science. Um, And so it wasn't a situation where, you know, like, Tim Lou is trying to declare credit for himself that we've been successful, but rather the team as a whole um, needs to be pulling together and needs to be trying to, you know, be successful together. And so that was really the important part of of, of trying to establish that culture um, from the beginning, just because we recognized that was a necessary thing that we had to do to to try to achieve the goals that we had in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So so tell tell me, like, what have been some of your mental blocks that you have found over the years that have you know sometimes gotten in the way, created some problems for you in terms of the culture? I think um, you know sometimes when people come from other other organizations or maybe it's their first time. In industry and they're making a transition uh, from from the academic side into industry. Um, they may be used to a different way of operating. And so for Santi, it's been pretty important as people have come in to you know really emphasize that you know we are a science-based organization. We are trying to do the best that we can for patients. And so you know it's really about putting your ego down and working closely together with the rest of the team to achieve those goals. Um, I don't think we've had like major issues with people not fitting into that mindset, but it sometimes is a transitionary. Uh, thing that we've done within the company. Uh, and then the second thing I would mention is, you know, as any biotech company knows, as you grow from, you know, early stage science to getting closer and closer uh, to the patient, um, the, sort of the expertise that's required as you grow um, necessarily diversifies and increases. And so certainly managing, um, you know, organizationally growing from, you know, a handful of people to over 100 and how to sort of communicate throughout the organization and also bring in a really diverse set of experiences um, 
into the organization, integrating that into the existing team structure has always been something that we've continued to have to emphasize and evolve and learn from each other over time. Mm-hmm. So tell us, you have a lot of open positions at this point on the website, I noticed. What what kinds of people are you looking for? And what not this the skill set, but like what's the, the personality that you really look for? Yeah, I think the the main thing is um people who come in and believe in the ultimate mission at the end of the day, right? We are here um not just to do cool science, but ultimately solve, you know, important clinical challenges and cure disease. And so I think everyone that we bring on board needs to be bought into that idea because you know, the challenges of a, a biotech company going through the ups and downs of clinical trials where, you know, a lot of things fail, only a few things actually succeed. You got to have a lot of endurance to go through that. And so number one, that's really important in our hiring process. Uh, number two is a willingness um, for people to essentially, you know, power through the challenges that um, we see every day when we're trying to bring this novel science forward. So I think those sort of um Characteristics are really important for us as we as we continue to bring people on board and expand the team. Mm-hmm. Do you feel um, do you feel a, a shortage of talent in this field, or do you feel that you are picky? <laughs> Good question. You know, biotech and biopharma continues to be a really hot area, despite some of the recent market challenges. I think the need for new medicines isn't going away, so it's it certainly continues to be a competitive uh, marketplace out there, especially for. Uh, very specific roles um, in our space where there's not that many people who've done it before. Um, and so sometimes we've, you know, looked at bringing sort of in the best athlete, not necessarily the person who's done it before and and making sure that we can train that person or adapt that person's prior expertise to do what we need uh, him or her to do. So I think that's some of the ways we've been trying to use to adapt our hiring processes to, to sort of deal with the challenges of hiring. Mm-hmm. How would you describe yourself as a leader? What would be some, or how would, I guess, how would your staff describe you, do you think? Make it a little easier on you. (laughs) (laughs) You could ask them, I think. Um, What I hope I strive to do is to be pretty open and fair about where we're going, Um, not to sugarcoat things. I think we already operate in an environment, uh, you know, in in the drug development field where it's pretty black and white. You know, if the drug doesn't work, it's not moving forward, right? So we all have to, and if it works, you know, we'll, we'll all be successful and the patients will ultimately benefit. So I think number one, you know, like being very ethical and being sort of science driven is is sort of key uh, within Senti, you know, letting the data and the science tell us um, what direction we should move in next. Um, this is not a place where we can make up stuff and and sort of take the company in that direction, right? There's underlying science of what, you know, the truth that we need to be able to achieve. So that's like, I think, first and foremost, I think secondly, is really trying to encourage collaboration. Um, as I mentioned, you know, I personally started in this field more as a as a basic scientist sort of developing the core technologies that underlie our medicines but i need a lot of team teamwork around me um, as well as the team that we built to really take those programs forward every one of those steps along the way um, is expertise that i don't personally have uh, and so being sort of open about that and knowing that you know we bring people in and we sort of uh, entrust them with um, sort of the, the, the skills they bring to the table I, I think is something i try to emphasize and hopefully that permeates throughout the organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. So I'm going to add one more thing onto that, just observing you and after working with so many people myself, but you also have a high level of emotional intelligence, it seems, which is, uh, again, kind of unusual in your field. Is that something that you you are aware of or you're focusing on? Do you, do you work to grow that? I think it's something we actively try to work on internally at Senti. You know, our people organization, uh, we have a, a great set of folks 
small number of them for the organization size that we have, but you know, people who are really passionate about um, you know helping our our leaders grow uh, within the company and actually everyone throughout the organization. So we do make uh, employee training resources available. We spend um, you know time with folks, not just talking about sort of the science and the process and how we do things, but also um, really spending time on like understanding interpersonal interactions, how to best um, sort of treat other people in this organization. And it's been pretty fun to watch. Like there's a lot of grassroots initiatives there when we've had, you know, employees on their own who, you know, proactively want to be part of like, you know, dispute resolution and they sort of offer themselves up as a resource after they've gone through a training or certification course. Um, or, you know, people who actively spend time, you know, like, you know, putting on fun team building events, you know, outside of their day job, just because they really believe in that. So I think the democratization of that idea across the organization is one thing that is really important to us. Um, and something, you know, was really surprising to me, because again, starting out in, in academia, it's not something you really think about um, very much. Um, and it's not something you're trained to do. And it's been it's been fun to see sort of the people who bring in take that onto their own shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there was a study that was recently came out from, um, I think it was from from Gardner Group that was um, basically saying that they studied organizations that have created cultures where people have friendships and allow that friendship and actually encourage things outside of work. Their uh, their ability to retain people goes up by like ninety percent. I mean, it's, it was like a phenomenal number. Yeah, just by having a friend at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's neat that those things are happening outside of work. That's a good sign or an indicator that you've built a good culture for sure. Um, so another element of you know bioscience, bi- biotech that I think is can be really challenging is is failure. Do you yeah. what? Tell me about your feelings around failure. Well, look, I think uh, you know it's funny when when the outside world learns about science, they. I think they have a little bit of a misinterpretation of how most scientists operate. I think there's a sense that sort of people know what they're doing every step along the way, and there's very little failure in the process because you really just usually hear about the good news, right? Um, you really don't hear about the failures. I think the the one thing that I really want to emphasize is regardless of what field of science or engineering you're in, you spend most of your time dealing with failures, right? The way you learn about how to be successful is you fail like 99 times and then you figure out the one right time that actually works. And that's been true for me um, ever since I was a sort of a graduate student, sort of learning how to how to do science to being a professor. And then even now at, at Senti, right? Most of the stuff that we create does not work. Uh, but it's through that process of learning of why things don't work, that you realize how to make things work properly. So I think the really important thing is throughout, not just Senti, but I think the entire scientific community is to recognize that failure is not a bad thing. Um, It's really about learning um, through those failures and being accepting that the failure is telling you something really important about how the underlying science works. And I hope that sort of openness can permeate, you know, the entire field. Again, this is not just something about Senti. There's been a lot of longstanding, um, concerns uh, about how like you know people only report positive results um in in the biofield and as a result we're like missing out on all the negative results uh, that we can learn from uh, a few years ago there was even a journal of negative results that was started to try to encourage people to publish um <laughs> their negative results so i think that's a really important lesson to learn um is that the failures are actually sometimes even more important than the successes because they point you into which direction um, is going to be most productive for you to move forward on so as from a cultural perspective, then inside the organization, how do you create that safety for people to fail? 
I think we just have to be really open about it, right? I don't think we should hide from the fact that most things in biotech fail. I think what we need to really rest upon is we are large, most people in this field are here, not just because it's a fun career to have, but hopefully, you know, in your career, if you bring one drug to the market, right, that's already a resounding success, right? And so it's really about, um, you know, just understanding that most people's careers are going to be dealing with constant failures. Let's not hide from that fact, number one. Number two is to make it very clear that even though we all want to be successful at the end of the day, um, as long as you've done your job and you've planned those experiments properly and you did what you did, um, you know, you should be recognized for that. Um, and so we don't punish people because of failure. Um, I think we recognize that failure is part of that um, uh, process. And I think thirdly is, again, making it very crystal clear that we learn from failure. I think this has actually become even more relevant in the era of AI. You know, again, this is a little, maybe a little bit too much of a detail, but you can't actually train an AI algorithm unless you actually have failures and successes, right? The, the computer needs to know what is good and what is bad to be able to determine the correct answer. And so in any experiment that we're creating these days, especially ones where we're, you know, testing tens of thousands of things at a time, I'm okay with 99% failure rate because that actually is helping us to train that computer to recognize what are the patterns of success, what are the patterns of failure, and actually help us increase our success rate at the end of the day. So it's really about, I think, setting up a culture where you recognize that failure is okay, as long as you've done your job properly and you're executing on it. And two is, as an organization, you know, let's see if we can turn that 99% failure rate to a 98, to a 95, to a 90%, to a 50%, and help really consistently drive that number down. Um, that's really what we're looking for. Yeah, I think it's really neat, though, that you've created this safety inside the organization because uh, a lot of people are so afraid of of failure and they are reprimanded for it. And when that happens, that stifles innovation, that stifles progress, the kinds of progress you're trying to make. So, again, just kind of commending you for creating that, creating those conditions where people feel like they can fail. It makes them feel safe and it will make their innovations just go even faster. Yeah. Well, I think on that note, I think this is a perfect place to end. So, Tim, thank you so much for sharing just briefly your experience and how you've built this culture. We'll check back in with you in a couple months and just see how things are going. And um, thank you again for your time today. Great. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a fun conversation.